and welcome to Conversations with Carissa, a podcast where we'll have conversations so that you and I can learn and grow from the wisdom of others. Hello, everybody. (laughs) This is now my fourth time trying to record this intro, and here we are. So fourth time is a charm. Even the last time I said third time (laughs) is a charm. Welcome to episode 10 of Conversations with Carissa. I'm going to start off, as I usually do, with some gratitude. For me today, I am grateful for the gym. I, I, I feel like I usually talk about something active, but today, or the last few days, or I guess weeks, I've been feeling very in pain. <laughs> I don't think that's the right words for it. But like my patella is hurting, um, my groin, I feel like I, what is it called? Pulled my groin and my right shoulder. This was all happening on my right side. So I, I, I just felt kind of weak when I was going to the gym and when I was playing volleyball. And today was one, I got to go to the gym with my friends. So hello, Christy, Noah, and Alec. It was just fun, even though some of them were tired, some of them were not. It was just so nice to be back in the gym. I had a very strong like leg workout where I just left and I felt good and it felt like I could increase the weight and I tried new exercises and I just felt strong. And I love when those days happen. It just makes me appreciate those days where I couldn't lift as much weight, but I still showed up. It just makes these days even better. So that's what I'm grateful for today. And my quote of the day, I actually heard on an Instagram. My Instagram is basically only filled with motivational quotes, if you could imagine, and funny memes that I send to my siblings. <laughs> but the, the quote goes, I don't know who said it. There are two pains in life, the pain of discipline and the pain of regret. I just got my syllables mixed up. But don't know who it's from, but I just love that saying because it's kind of like choose your battles. Do you want short-term satisfaction? There we go. Or and long-term pain or like short-term pain for long-term success. That's how I thought of it. But for today's episode, I am actually doing a question and answer Q&A. And I want to do this for every 10th episode or multiple of 10. (laughs) So a part of my gratitude I also wanted to mention is thank you so much to everyone who sent in a question. When I saw them, I actually started tearing up. I have a picture of it. It just meant so much to see people who I speak to and people who I haven't even spoken with in so long send in a question. So thank you so much. So what we're going to go over today, what I'm going to talk about the general categories is one kind of along the lines of accomplishment. Another is some of the goals that I have. Something else I'm going to probably talk about is advice that I have for transfer students and then some interpersonal things with friends and family, then personal. If you can hear my heater in the background, sorry, because it just sounds like a car engine and I don't know why. If you're a mechanic or whatever people who fix ACs, please let me know. (laughs) But let's get into it, all right? Okay, so for accomplishments, I'm not going to say the people who ask the questions because I don't know if they want to remain anonymous. But for next time, if you want me to say your name, let me know. 
But the first question is, if you could describe your life in a word, what would it be? Um, my life in a word. Oh, iterative or iteration. I saw this also on Instagram. It, it, it had this graph of like a very short line. And it was like an arrow straight across. And that was what perfection was. And then they had another line, which was far longer, but it had a lot of ups and downs. And that was the iterative, iterative way of living. And what this means for me is, I guess more recently in my life, or let me go back. In the beginning of my life, I try to make things as perfect as possible. And now I'm sort of realizing that you just have to iterate and learn along the way, try it and figure it out as you go. And so that's what I would say my life right now is iterative. <laughs> okay, next question is, what are three accomplishments you're proud of this year? And what are three things you want in 2023? So for my three accomplishments that I'm proud of, um, I'd say one of them is that I've read two books. Now, that may not sound like a lot to some people who are readers, but that is a lot for me. Like, like front to back, I read the whole book. It was thanks to Catherine, Atomic Habits, and the other one thanks to Jeremy is The War of Art, which I talk about all the time. And the reason I'm proud of this is not only that I read it, but I actually made change in my life using these two books. And so that goes along with another accomplishment that I'm proud of is I've had this mindset shift of doing things even when they're uncomfortable. And so it's taken so many small changes in my life to be able to do this. But throughout 2023, I've done so many things that I'm really not comfortable doing, but I'm so glad that I did. And that ties along with my last accomplishment. I, when I first read this, I was like, oh, going to the gym. But I think it's so much more than that. I I have never been as confident in my mentality and my body as I've been this year. I'm probably the fittest I've ever been, but when I look in the mirror, I don't see, I don't pick apart the, I still do sometimes, but a lot of the times now I look in the mirror and I'm like, oh, awesome, great job, great job for getting up today. And that is something that has always been hard for me. So that's another thing that I'm proud of. And then what are three things that I want for 2023? <sighs> this was hard. I don't know. I do want to graduate, that's for sure. <laughs> but that's something that I want for 2023. And also, I really want to travel. I really, really want to travel. So another question that I got is, what's the difference or biggest difference between you today and you in a year ago? I love this question because it really made me think, I don't know if you guys ever do this, but you ever go in your Snapchat camera roll and just kind of see things from the past? I've read somewhere that that's not the best because you're putting your mind in the past, but uh, whatever. I feel like when I see a picture, I can almost put myself back in that place. And when I look at pictures from me a year ago, it was a Carissa. Oh my gosh, that's weird saying your own name sometimes. It was a Carissa that was comparing herself to everyone around her. It didn't matter if it was like a loved one, a sibling, or even someone on the street. Like I was just comparing myself to so many people. 
And I think this ties in with another difference is like for me, fitness was, has been huge, but I, I still had this interest in fitness a year ago. Like I took a box of baby wipes and did squats when I had no weights, but just fitness has become such a big part of my life. And fitness doesn't just mean going to the gym. It means playing volleyball or just being active and going on walks. I think that is something that has helped me to kind of ease the comparison. And the last thing that I would say is different is peace. I was going to use this quote in a different video, but something I also heard on Instagram, it said, and this is not medical advice or anything. It was just a saying. It said, depression is living in the past. Anxiety is living in the future. And peace is living in the present. Now, although I haven't found 100% what peace is, I think that's kind of the journey that life is. I have found a closer proximity to peace. And that just means not having to do something at all times. Or if I don't really want to go out to party, I don't really need to because I'm just happy kind of being by myself. All righty, all righty. I'm going to try and answer as many of the questions as possible, but oh my gosh, thank you everyone for sending questions. It was like A, B, C, D, E, F, G, and then went to double A. That's how you know there was a lot of questions. So I'm so happy for that, but let's keep going. So how has your perception of an ideal life changed since transferring or in the past couple of years? Huh? I feel like when I was in high school or even when I was in community college, my Perception of an ideal life kind of stopped in college. I only really envisioned going out to parties, studying in cafes, meeting new people, and that's kind of where it stopped. And so now, having done what I've done in my life, I see that there are just so many more things that life can be. So... I'm still trying to debate whether I want like stability or a more explorative life where I can just kind of do whatever I want the next day. I don't really know. So that's kind of what 2023 is for is figuring out what the next thing in my life is. Um, And yeah, I'm gonna keep thinking about that. That was a good question. And then what is something that I'm proud of and why? I would say the thing that I'm proud of is my siblings and my parents' growth. Emotional intelligence that my siblings have had that I don't think I would have had at their age is astonishing. And to see my parents also kind of relearning or for them as a kid or just building off of what they have learned in the past, I think is something that I'm most proud of because I get to be along in that journey and I can try and contribute by showing them what I have learned and showing them my patience. All right. So that was the accomplishment quote unquote section. Now I'm going to go into the goals type questions that I would ask. So someone asked, what's one major goal you want to accomplish in the next year? I'd love to try singing, but <laughs> aside from that, I would love to travel. And someone asked me another question. It was, if you could visit any place in the world, what what would it be? I'm assuming that meant where it would be and why. One major thing 
that I have not, that's been on my goals list or my vision board type vibe is to travel. And I want to travel all over the world. I might start in Europe with my friends or I might go to some Asian, Southeast Asian countries. And I just think this is what a lot of people do from what I, not what a lot of people do, what a lot of people have wanted. Um, and I think there's a reason for this, but my reason is even in Sacramento, I played in a Hmong volleyball tournament with my cousins. So fun. And aside from the volleyball, I learned so much about the culture. I, I, I learned that if a pregnant woman rubs like the, the spot that you're in pain, it's supposed to heal faster, or at least that's what they believe in their culture. And so for me, I want to learn more about like the cultures that are out there in the world. I do want maybe the more relaxing vacations, but I also do want to travel. And I think Ella, she's in one of my classes, her parents talked about the difference between a vacation and I think traveling. Vacation is where you get to chill, like lay back, don't really think about anything. I, I would love to do that, um, but I also want to travel. Getting immersed in the genuine cultures of different, I'm going to graduate. I'm going to travel. I'm putting that out there in the world. After that, I'm working in consulting. I honestly don't know what comes after that. I did this exercise in my leadership and development class where you draw out your five-year plan and I just couldn't yet see the future. I did this process of doing like a realistic path and like a very creative path. And on that creative path, I had this whole podcast and I got to talk to Oprah and Victoria Garrick and Tim Grover and Tia Claire Toomey. And I got to travel some more. And then I got to become a professor and a volleyball coach and a CrossFit person. I just wanted to kind of go to the CrossFit games in general, but that's the melting pot of what could be in my future. Um, someone then asked, if you've accomplished all your goals in life, what would you do next? And I would say, after I've accomplished my goals, I don't think that's possible. <laughs> Remy said it best. He said, if your goals, 80% of them should be achievable. Um, because if it's 20%, then it's too hard. If you achieve 100% of them, then it's way too easy. So I don't think that I'll ever stop achieving goals because they'll continue to evolve. But as I continue to achieve my goals, I want to help others reach theirs. I believe that everyone has their own individual genius, something that they would do even if no one is there, something that not many people could bring into this world. And if we all had, or if this world had people or individuals who could contribute their individual genius, we'd just be a melting pot of awesomeness. So if I could help other people reach their genius or have them witness me reach mine as they reach theirs, that's what I would do. And another question I got was, what's your definition of progress? It's marginal gains. So if you have studied economics or finance or something like that, marginal gains is so powerful. And Tim Grover, he's a performance expert who trained like Kobe Bryant and Michael Jordan. He talked about the importance of marginal gains. Tim Grover talked about how he would go on the court prior to a game for Kobe Bryant 
and he would bounce the ball in every single section of the court because the ball bounces differently in certain areas, in different gyms, in different places, pieces of the court because of the wood, because of the, I don't know. But he did that so that he could have that slight edge over his competition. Or when he was shooting free throws during their warm-up, he felt something was different or felt something was off. So then he had the ref go and measure the hoop, and it turned out to be like 0.7 like centimeters or inches off. So for me, my definition of progress isn't some huge thing. It's taking marginal gains where I can and watching those compound because if you watch like 1% compound over a long amount of time I think it's like 1.99 but negative one compounded over time is negative 99 negative 99% or 0.99 so that's my definition of progress what's next advice so some people uh ask me about advice for hitting the ground running as a transfer um, and an episode on the tips and tricks for transfers. And someone asked, what's my best piece of advice to my CC self? I want to save this for another episode. So come back for when that happens. But as a transfer student, the one thing I will say is just talk to as many people as you can that you mentally can process or that feels right for you. But I just feel like talking to so many people when I first started helped me tremendously because they wound up becoming mentors, some of my best friends, but don't get caught up in like quote unquote coffee chatting just because everyone else is doing it. The other thing that I will say is like shifting from a scarcity to an abundance mentality. All right, so now I'm going into the interpersonal questions. Someone asked, what are the unique experiences you have as an older sister? For the unique part, I've seen videos of like parents having a kid and saying like, this is the most unique love that I've ever felt or something like that. And I feel like for me, it's not unique, but crazy that I can experience like secondhand pain and trauma that happens to my siblings. I'm not going to go in too much detail because I feel like that's not really my story to tell. But I mean, even this example. So I went with my sister to go get her ACL like stitches out because she tore it. And they were like pushing her knee back because that's how you train it to get its flexibility. And like when I saw the pain on her face, I kid you not, like I wanted to cry so bad. And I I guess it's the type of like selflessness that I wouldn't have expected to have. I didn't, I don't think I really had that as a kid. <laughs> I maybe was protective, but it just is crazy that you can have such like care and love for your siblings. But also on the other hand, being so ecstatic when they are better than you. I used to think that when my cousins or my uncle would be like, oh my gosh, your sister is such a better volleyball player than you. Oh, like your brother is like playing D D one. Oh, your little sister, like she has so much more emotional intelligence than we had, like when we were younger. To me, that makes me so happy to see in just the span of a few years, how much better my siblings can get than 
I or my parents ever were. Other questions. Non-negotiables for me in a relationship. I'm assuming this meant like room, like significant other relationship. So for me, I think someone who is their own individual and invests in themselves mentally and physically is like non-negotiable. I was reading in one of my classes, it talked about how couples are sometimes codependent on each other, but it they don't realize that you have to become your own individual first and then come together to create this like, not third human being, not a child, but <laughs> like this relationship. And I feel like I can't have a relationship without like both being individuals first. Another thing is the ability to navigate like really hard conversations and having like growth and connection in mind when those hard conversations come about. Yeah, yeah. And then someone asked me, what's the most meaningful thing someone's done for me? This one was so hard for me because for a lot of the people that are directly in my life, I can think of so many things that were so meaningful, but the closest and most approximate thing that I thought of was my mom. She sent me a handmade letter for my birthday. And if you know me, handmade cards or handmade letters are just, they hit different. <laughs> That's the best way that I can put it. And when it comes in the mail with like a whole stamp, it might be because I do not know how to send mail. I literally just returned my first ever package to USPS <laughs> because I didn't know how stamps and all that stuff worked. Thank you, Lisa, for helping me with that but I didn't know how they work. So when someone sends me a piece of mail, even my uh, my little cousin sent me one too. That was also super meaningful. But when my mom sent it to me, I took it on a walk. And as I read it, I just started tearing up. And at the end of the card, she had attached a necklace. And like I've really been wanting like just a nice necklace. And the fact that she, one, wrote the card and two, sent a necklace in the mail, it just meant so much to me. So thanks, mom. I think you're listening to this, so thanks. <laughs> now, move, that was interpersonal. I just thought, like, inter-person-to-person -person type thing. Now I'm doing a personal, which is just me. <laughs> but all of this is just me. You get what I mean. You get what I mean. So, someone asked, what is one thing you wouldn't change about yourself? And also, if you've listened this far, thank you. Shout out to you. You're awesome. <laughs> But one thing I wouldn't change about myself is um, there's a lot that I would honestly change because I think that's what we do as humans. But my thing I wouldn't is curiosity. Now, trust me, this has its pros and its cons because sometimes I can think up a storm in my head. And I'm so curious that like I'll absorb what people are saying in a podcast and I'll be like, oh, yeah, that's really good. And then I'll hear someone else talk about it. And I just have so many things swirling on in my mind. But I'm glad. I'm glad I had that curiosity to be able to learn and grow. Because, because this reminds me of something that my professor talked about. But he was essentially saying something to the effect of this. He was having a hard time. I think his dad just wasn't on the up and up or wasn't super supportive. But his friend took him to an ocean. 
And his friend was like, look, look at that. Look at that wave. That's all the way out there. And let's watch it come in. And so it was like, and it hit the shore. And he said, look at that wave. That wave is like your dad. He took his growth as far as he possibly could have. And he was like, oh, okay, okay. And the friend was like, oh, okay. But let's look at that wave. It's pretty big. Like, look at that one right there. And it goes, <laughs> and it crashes into the shore. And he said, that wave is you. You're going to take your growth as far as you can. And so not, well, with global warming, who knows? Maybe the shore will move inland. But I'm going to just keep being curious and ride out that wave to push my curiosity and development as far as the wave will take me. Next question is, what is the biggest lesson I've learned this year? I've learned a lot of lessons. But I think the biggest one is, and I think I've talked about this before, is that it's a you versus you game in this world or a you versus you mentality. I've talked about it a lot already. I compared myself to people and I still struggle with this today, even when I go to the gym. And so I'm, I've been saying this in my, my affirmations is like, stay in your own lane, like focus on what you got to do. It's you versus you, not you versus anybody else. And so that's the biggest lesson I've learned when it comes to podcasting. It would be so easy for me to compare myself to another podcaster that's my age or Oprah. It'd be easy to compare my physique to some girl on the street or that girl who's hip thrusting like five plates at once. Like it'd be easy to do that, but I, I think it'd be hard to really just stay focused on myself. And it's still something that I'm learning, um, but something I'm glad that I understood this year. So when I read this, I at first took a, what is it called? A standoffish? Oh, that's not the right word. I was like, I wouldn't relive any moment because then I wouldn't be here. But when I thought about it some more, I thought about some of the things that I've lost or the people that I've lost. And so the one thing that I would want to relive is Long story short, my dad came from Vietnam, moved a lot, and then was finally taken in by this couple, Grandma and Grandpa Powell, <laughs> Dorothy and Bill. I, I, why did I call them that couple? <laughs> yeah. And they took my dad in and just treated him as if he was their own. And she was, this was like a year ago, she was like diagnosed with cancer. Um, and so I was on a Facebook messenger call with her and you know, those kind of calls where you're not really talking about <laughs> anything in particular, but you're just kind of in their presence. And I just remember her like pearly white, like ginormous smile. She was getting a little skinnier. So like her smile is kind of the only thing that I could really see. And I wish I could relive that. Yeah. <sighs> okay. The next question is, what's something that motivates you when you're feeling unmotivated? This happens a lot. 
And I always say, I think someone asked me, yeah. <laughs> one of my closest friends asked this question. I'll say it next. Actually, I'll just say it right now. You say, you often say motivation is fleeting. So when everything seems to be going the wrong way, what keeps you going? Quote unquote, unmotivated. I, I think motivation is a term that's tossed around a lot. Discipline is a word that's tossed around a lot. So I, I usually say motivation is, a, is fleeting. Motivation is an emotion. Discipline is a skill. And so when I'm feeling unmotivated, as of late, I've been just thinking about future Carissa and what I can do now so that she can thank me later. And I have this saying that swirls around in my head is like, how you do one thing is how you do everything. Sometimes that puts a lot of pressure on myself. But when I've just finished cooking and I see the dishes like piled up but my delicious scrumptious meal waiting for me on the table, I'm like, dang, I really want to eat right now. But I go back to the thought of like how I do one thing is how I do everything. And I know that if I do this now, like I'm going to thank myself later. If I wash these dishes now, it's just going to be a quick little rinse of the plate and a fork when I'm done and I can chill out. So I wash the dishes and then I wind up eating. And later on, I'm like, oh, thanks. Thanks, past Carissa. <laughs> and that usually helps me. Or when I wake up and my first alarm goes off, I try to get up by my first alarm. Sometimes I'm not perfect. Uh, in the book, Atomic Habits, they just say, don't do it twice. So sometimes there are mornings where I just wake up on the first alarm and I'm like, uh, okay, let's do it. I, I, this is a hard question. I just kind of think of my future self. I try and keep the promises that I make so that I build this integrity that I have with myself. Hope that answers your guys' questions. Um, let's see here. What's the biggest challenge you're working on right now? Two, two things. One is like, what is my future? I don't want to say what does my future have to hold? Because I think to some degree, you shape your future. And also Tim Grover in this podcast that I listened to, let me see, what was the name of it? It was Tim Grover on the diary of a CEO. Oh my gosh, I would totally recommend you like listen to that podcast, probably one of my favorite of all time. But he essentially said, like, the best of the best train so that, you know, the saying, like, control the controllables, like, there's some things you just can't control. Well, they train so that when they limit those non controllables, or when they do arise, they're ready for it. So I'm really struggling with the thought of like, my future and what it has to hold and what I want to do with it. Because now I just see like an abundance of opportunities. So which one do I want? And which one is best for me? That's the first thing I'm struggling with, or the biggest challenge. The second. Um, oh, I'll go into this as the last question, actually, for the personal ones. Um, this was such a good question. And I'm such a good question. What's something you're scared to admit right now? And this goes in with the biggest challenge is I am scared to admit that I still don't really understand how to give love and receive love. And I don't know 
whether I have to like pull back and just focus on how to love myself and fill up my cup and then like try to show people love. But it's so confusing because everyone wants a different type of love. And I just don't really want to hurt anyone if I'm not really ready to um, engage in conversation yet because my cup isn't filled yet. So I'm scared sometimes to like figure out love. (laughs) I, and I I do want to do a podcast on that one day. So stick around for that. But that wraps up the big questions. Um, I had some notable mentions, um, in t- not in terms of like, they're either really, really funny or they're more of like speed round questions. So that's what we're going to wrap up with. Um, and they're in no particular order. So someone asked me, what's the weirdest thing I've seen in Berkeley? Maybe a furry, but no, 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 no. I think there was a time where this guy was like running on the street and some other guy was chasing him and he's like give me back my uh not legal drug and they were just running on the street i think that was probably one of the weirdest things if i could be a dessert what would i be i love rice krispies but i also really love i love pumpkin stuff i love pumpkin Ooh, i would be a pumpkin muffy if you don't know what a muffy is you should go to panera and get one asap it's basically just the top of a muffin it's a muffin top. <laughs> and I love the pumpkin flavored ones. So that's what I would be as a dessert. Um, someone asked me, how do you? <laughs> I saw this question. Oh my gosh. It's how do I become a muscle mommy? Okay, Christy, I blame you for making this even a thing. <laughs> but my friend had posted a picture of us at the gym and she's like, muscle mommy question mark. And so someone asked me this question. How do you become a muscle mommy? I don't know. You just, I do know. Dedication. Dedication of going to the gym, even when it's hard. That's what I will say. But this person who asked me this question, you go to the gym already. So you're you're already one. Let's see here. Someone just said cyber citizenship. I don't really know what that means. Like, do I have one? No. Would I get one? Uh, Maybe. <laughs> Someone said, how are you just so dang cool? How are you just so amazing? Uh, that, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Someone said or asked, Bay or SoCal? I would say Bay, but I'm kind of biased because I don't really go to Southern California. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, let's keep going. What does my ideal day look like? I think I answered this in my first podcast episode, but it would be a day of just family and friends and we're out in the backyard playing some basketball maybe some horse the spike ball set is out we're ready to go we're having friendly competition but it's good competition okay (laughs) and we got the volleyball net set up the barbecue is going we got some good food even though it's a temperate day we got some pho we got some ribs we got some uh what is it called bun sale no not bun sale a bunch of vietnamese food a bunch of like other just deliciousness and i have all my little baby cousins like running around and laughing yeah what is my favorite memory i don't know i think it was just when i was back at home and (laughs) 
my see any memory that you can go back and you can laugh at is just the best um like when i was back home we had those like punching thingies that you can stick on a, a a table and my sister stuck it on the ceiling and just started punching it and then just started hitting my brother with it <laughs> but it didn't hurt to worry um yeah or recently like we were laughing about how my brother he was setting up a gazebo and there's like a very stretchy thing and like a very hard shell attached and he tried to I don't know how to describe it but just tie it around a post and he pulled it so hard and it didn't secure and then it smacked him in the head and my dad was like laughing and then he did it another time and my dad he walked in and I've never seen him laugh so hard. And so to this day, when we bring it up, my dad just laughs. Uh, it's it's those things where you just got to be there. Okay, let's keep going. What is something that you like doing during your free time? I'm going to try to speed this up. I love working out. I love playing volleyball, spike ball, calligraphy, uh, having deep conversations with friends um, and family listening to podcasts that could not be any more stereotypical but that's literally what i love to do in my free time and maybe just like be be a human being not a human doing someone asked me who's my favorite sibling i don't have one sorry for the person who asked they also asked who or why is your older younger sister so funny and i think that's because uh I don't know. They know how to like make light of trauma. <laughs> um, I don't know. I <laughs> I feel like the second sibling is usually the funnier one, but whatever. I'm pretty funny sometimes, so they can have that. One thing you love about your older, younger sister. I love all my siblings, but since she's the only one that asked a question. Oh, now you know who asked. One thing I love her emotional intelligence and the ability to walk away to protect her own peace and then come back with her thoughts gathered. That's something that I learned a lot from. If I could have any Christmas gift within an affordable price, what would it be? (laughs) I, again, I think I talked about this in my last episode is like, I don't really want a Christmas gift. I don't want to just like buy things to buy things. But for this one person that is particularly asking, I would love the book Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. That would be cool. And I think that wraps things up. Thank you so much to everybody who submitted a question. I teared up. (laughs) And I can't wait to do another one of these episodes. Um, If you learned something, awesome. If you asked a question, thank you. I would encourage you guys to really think about some of those earlier questions about like what's something you're scared to admit right now because that was a hard question for even me to answer. And yeah, if you enjoyed this, share it, like it, leave a review. I don't really know how those work yet, but I I think it helps. (laughs) Um, I just want to thank you again for being here and today is going to be a great day tonight's going to be a great evening night whatever you call them and thank you i really appreciate you bye (laughs) see you in the next episode peace